Welcome rock and metal fans. Coming to you from the barns of Amish country and pastures of cows are those two bad boys of rock and metal. B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Bringing you the best rock and metal bands from the 80s and 90s and today. Playing and discussing music from the featured bands with special guests, interviews, contests and more. So grab a beer and turn it up. It's time for the Headbangers Vault. Hey, this is the Headbangers Vault. I am the B1 Bomb. And I'm the Smuts. What's up, everyone? And tonight we have another big guest mm-hmm. there, Schmutz. Yep. We have Mr. George Choa from Human Code, plus many other various bands. How are you doing, George? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, George. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. Let's go back and forth for the next half hour thanking each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, George, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, do you want me to take the serious route or the joking route? Whichever you uh, want. <laughs> You're the guest. Yeah, I've uh, been playing music for a lot, for quite a while. Uh, I don't know. Uh, my, my latest endeavor is uh, Human Code, and that album's going to be done really, really soon. Uh, awesome. We'll talk about hmm. that We'll get that. We'll talk about that more in depth in a, in a, in a minute. Okay. Actually, I've been with in the past. Well, I'm still working on a, another Worldview record, which that was with Ray Parr with Mistake uh, Warrior, and more recently Denied the Fallen. The new record from Terry Russell that was it used to be in Holy Soldier, and Todd Libby that used to be in Recon with me. Mm-hmm. So going back further, I played guitar for quite a while with Deliverance and did a couple albums with them. Uh, the Weapons album and the What a Joke album. I joined Deliverance like two weeks after they finished that first record. Oh, okay. So, so I was almost on that record, but you know, uh, but it didn't happen. I mean, obviously they used Glenn Rogers and he co-wrote some of the stuff. And but but you know, Deliverance has always pretty much been about Jimmy. But it was that was a good fun time for me. And uh, prior to that, uh, Recon. So uh, we put out one record that people still seem to love. It's called, it was called Behind Enemy Lines. So uh, other than that, I mean, uh, I guess I can go back as far as you want, but uh, that's that's kind of from my my history that I've okay. been doing up to currently. Well, take us back to your recon days. How did all that start? Well, without sounding like an egomaniac, I mean, uh, I've always been the main writer, with the exception of probably Deliverance, and well, more recently in, in Human Code, Michael Drive and I do first record. I wrote all the music, and he wrote pretty much all the lyrics and vocals. So that was a pretty equal split. I mean, the, the other two guys, he obviously contributed as well. So in Recon, I probably wrote most of the stuff. And uh, I was in a band when I first started, and I first became a Christian. And I've been in bands, you know, even prior to becoming a Christian, being out. It was, you know, just up and down the Sunset Strip in different bands that I had. And just played on the Sunset Strip and, like, in Hollywood. Same places that, you know, Rat, Poison, yeah. all those local L.A. bands. So how was um, that, playing on the Sunset Strip? Oh, it's good. I pretty much have played every club on the Sunset Strip. We're talking from what used to be called the Zari's, and it turned into the Key Club. Uh, then the Roxy, let me see, then we go down the street. Down the street was, and then the Whiskey of Go-Go, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
down the street on Santa Monica Boulevard, which is uh, called the Troubadour. So a lot of bands have got, got a lot of their starts there. In fact, I saw Metallica at the Troubadour. Oh, <laughs> wow. Teeny little, teeny little club. They did a surprise show. They called them the Freak, and it was a secret show right before they went on tour with Ozzy. If you recall that Ozzy tour that Metallica did with them, that's when Metallica really started getting popular because, uh, uh, from what I understand, a lot of those shows, after Ozzy would hit the stage, the kids were still screaming Metallica, Metallica. That was the beginning of Metallica's, like, you know, uh, climb the scene, shall we say. But before that, they did a little surprise show at, at the Troubadour. And uh, I don't remember. I think my friend called me and he found out about it. We ended up going down to get tickets. And uh, that was pretty cool. I mean, I, remember, I still remember this day they opened up with uh, Creeping Death. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, seeing them, like, 10 feet away from I mean, with <laughs> yeah. a small, in a small, small club, you know. Wow. Then Recon started, and uh, we played a lot of the same clubs. It's funny, um, it started kind of falling apart a little bit, the band, uh, for various reasons. And that's when Jimmy kind of went to one of our shows, Jimmy Brown from Deliverance, and he, uh, I think he went with the intention of seeing if I can possibly join Deliverance because uh, they needed a guitar player at that point. So after the show, they said, hey, man, come out to my uh, car and listen to some of the stuff we just recorded. And that was the first record, like The Call, Victory, and all that. And uh, I remember hearing it going, wow, this is very good stuff. And then uh, he wanted to make sure I liked it, I guess. Then he asked me, he goes, hey, if you're interested, you know, we'd like to have you, you know, come out and play with us, see how you like it, see how we like it, you know, to, to see if it's fit. And, uh, yeah, so I ended up learning a couple songs and going out there and, uh, yeah, the rest of history. We definitely awesome. ended up years playing together. So what's funny? We'll go back to recon. What's funny about that is when I joined Deliverance, I still had a, a whole album full of stuff for recon. I still wanted to pretty much record that record, even though I was in Deliverance. So Pachyderm at that time, Dino and John, you know, we we're kind of talking with them about doing a record there, but it it ended up that. Dino and John didn't want to work with us if we were gonna if I was gonna be in deliverance on the front line because it was gonna be like a kinda of conflict of interest. Brought that idea to Jim Kipner at Frontline and he said, Yeah, uh, let's do a recon record here so I ended up doing it there. So then I kinda of rebirthed recon just to record the record. Okay. Knowing that I was still full well in, in deliverance and certainly deliverance. So, you know, we did the recon record, it had some notoriety, but you know, I think the deliverance when I joined once I joined deliverance it ended up kind of taking over. So I kind of forgot about recon to be honest with you. <laughs> but I but I enjoyed putting out the record. It was cool. I did get my paws on that cassette one time. So I need to get the new uh, version of it that has some bonus tracks on it I seen. Are they putting out a cassette of that still, somebody? I mean, because I don't know. I, I know there's CDs that have been. Yeah, I found a cassette years ago at a pawn shop. How much was it? Probably a dollar or two. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like like eighty dollars or something. <laughs> Because it was rare. <laughs> I think I still have it, too. A dollar or two, man. Wow. How <laughs> the mighty have fallen. Huh? <laughs> now, George, did you tour with Deliverance for a while? Yes. Yes, we definitely did a full-on tour, left the house, hugging the wives. They're all crying and stuff when we mm. left. And uh, we went to city after city after city. So, yeah. We saw you get so up on stage with Deliverance last year at the Immortal yeah. Fest. Yeah, we did. We were there. When you made a appearance on weapons of our warfare well jimmy paid me five thousand dollars to do this no i'm just kidding <laughs> of course he did i was honored that he even asked me to do it so that was awesome that yeah, was really cool. cool yeah 
So when you left Deliverance, what kind of side projects did you do? Or did you join another band or what happened there? Those are almost the lost years for me. I mean, in a sense, I, I, I did some stuff, but I did start having, without getting into too much personal stuff, I did start having some marital problems from there. Mm-hmm. I did tour with Vengeance right after that. I did that tour with Roger, and and I helped him out on one of his records. I forgot which one it was. I engineered it, played a little bit on it. Then I ended up producing Mortifications album. Yeah. The Primitive Rhythm Machine. I was going to Primitive ask you about Rhythm that. Rhythm Machine. That is yeah. a very good album, too. A funny story behind that album, because I was just supposed to produce that, and, and Steve Rowe had brought in two guys from Canada, Bill and Jason, I think they were names. And Bill is a drummer, and Jason was a guitar player. And Jason, apparently, they did a small tour with Steve uh, here in the States, and then they came back and recorded the record. And, uh, again, I was just supposed to be producing it. What ended up happening is, I guess, Jason just kind of spoke up too many times and didn't want to do something Steve wanted him to do, and this and that, and the other thing, and a little some tension. Finally, Steve grabs me, goes, hey, can I talk to you? He brings me in the other room, he goes, hey, I'm, I'm going to fire this dude. He's getting on my nerves, whatever. Because he's the nicest guy in the world. If, if you really get on Steve's nerves, man, you better be, you're a big jerk. Steve Rose is the nicest guy in the world. So, yeah, I've met so, him before. Uh, he's a cool dude. Yeah, so Steve goes, hey, can you record the guitars in this record? Because I'm, I'm, I'm sending this guy home. I go, uh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I guess. So, all right, thanks. So then he just goes back to the other room, goes back your bags. You know, we're taking the airport by. See ya. And then I ended up recording the record. Like I said, I ended up playing and producing on it. After that, those are, I guess, when the lost year started because I, I kind of joined this as a metalhead. I'm like ashamed to say, uh, especially your headbangers vault audience here, but I ended up joining like a band that was kind of like a Matchbox 20 type band called Salt. But uh, I ended up doing that, you know, and we did that for a, little, for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. uh, that was, uh, believe it or not, that was with Larry Farkas, who was playing bass of Vengeance. It wasn't a heavy band at all. And, and Glenn MacRusso was, was playing drums. And this guy named Montana was singing, and he was the main songwriter. And we just kind of backed him up. That was a cool project, but we never did any recording. It just ended up being one of those projects that you just, you know, kept going to in your home studio and pre-production this, pre-production that, so it really never went anywhere. Okay. The stuff was actually pretty cool, but it just wasn't metal at all. And to be honest with you, in hindsight, it probably wasn't holding me. Even as a guitar player, I'm a pretty versatile guitar player. I like to not just say that I'm a metal guy. I mean, I can play mm-hmm. other styles for sure. Well, don't let the name fool you, George, because I, I love 80s hair yeah, rock. I mean, I'm a, huge, I'm a huge fan of that, so don't let the name fool you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, one of the, the big hair bands that I've always thought was a great band that never got their proper accolades. I don't know why, but enough's enough. I love that band. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great, great songwriters. I think Robbie, the original singer, he's great. They're trying to do yeah. without him, and, and it's just not the same. I mean, but right. but uh, he's a great, great be the last type of band. They were, to me, they far blew away Motley Crue, were albums bands. I don't know why they just didn't get to that level ever. I don't right. get huh. it. But uh, I seen those guys open up for Twisted Sister about ten years ago. Yeah, but yeah, talking about hair bands, that, that's one of the hair bands I okay. like. Yeah. Hey, I was going to ask you: Did you reunite with Recon during one of the Cornerstone festivals? 
Yeah, yeah, we've done uh, reunion shows here and there once in a while. I think that was one of them. We did uh, Cornerstone did actually, oh, two Cornerstones. We did a uh, Illinois short Cornerstone one time, and I think they recorded a live album, which, by the way, don't go listen to it. It sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't I don't, I wow. don't endorse it. Okay. I think it's, I, I cringe when I hear it. I mean, now, now everybody's going to go listen to it. No, I, that's what I was going to say. I now want to hear it. <laughs> I think I have heard a little was, bit of that. That the singer wasn't at his tip top, and yeah, it just mm. wasn't good. Mm. But we ended up getting another singer, a guy named Rod, and uh, and we did a few shows with him. And I know we did the Cornerstone Festival that was in California that they tried to do. I think one or two years. Okay. They never quite panned out, but that was pretty cool. So yeah, here and there we've done some some recon uh, reunion shows, okay. but it, it won't happen again. I, I guarantee you that. Now, what about the world you think? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, thank you for bringing that up right after we talked to recon, because I look at worldview as recon 2.0. I keep trying to tell people that they want to hear more recon. If you want to hear more recon and that's the style of music 10 times better, and I don't want to put down my own work or my first album and my musical journey where I've grown as a musician, as a guitar player, as a songwriter, as a whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. I think Worldview, The Chosen Few, our first record, shows that. Ray Parham vocals, which is an awesome vocalist, which is a lot along the lines of how that sings, but I think 10 times better, personally. And uh, so if anybody likes Recon out there, go listen to Worldview because uh, we, we put out a record called the Chosen Few already, mixed by Bill McToyer, by the way. He's done everybody and their brother, Slayer, and all kinds of bands that he's done. And uh, we are slated to put out a second record this year. Okay. It's written, a lot of it's recorded, and Ray is coming up actually next month and doing most of the vocals for the record, if not all of them. So that's big so, news yeah. right there. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we are going to definitely have a world too. The name of the record is slated to be called uh, Invincible. Okay, we'll look for that. Yeah, for sure. Were you with Deliverance for a little bit after or around that worldview time? Well, it's funny. We've had a, a touch and go relationship with Deliverance because uh, we did a big festival in Mexico, and uh, Jimmy asked me to play that, and I played that with Jimmy Victor Macias from Tourniquet, which ended up later being in Deliverance again. And Jim Chaffin, which used to be crucified, then he played with Deliverance also. Okay. And uh, that was cool. I mean, we ended up doing that and flew out to Mexico and did that. And, uh, and uh, that was a short-lived thing. I mean, because we were supposed to do a record, but I don't know, this or that happened without getting into details. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't want to let too much of a cat out of the bag right now because I think it's been formally announced, but, you know, there might be some stuff I do with Deliverance again. Awesome. We'll be looking forward to that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Human Code. How'd that all start with you and Michael Drive? Well, a lot to say there. Uh, Michael is uh, a funny story about that whole thing. Is I live in Nashville now, but I used to live in L.A., and I used to live in a place called Santa Clarita, which is a a little bit north of downtown L.A., and he used to live in a place, he lives, he still does, in a place called Arlita. And we only lived about 15 minutes apart from each other. And I would send him texts here and there. Hey, bro, what's going on? Hey, man, we should do some uh, do some music together. And to be frank with you, he kind of always kind of blow me off. Oh, I'm really busy right now, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, <laughs> okay, whatever. To be honest with you, I, after a couple tries of that, I kind of gave up on him. Like, you know. Right. You know, he's like, I go, wow. Inside, I'm going, doesn't he know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I sound like an ego. I sound no. like an egomaniac. I'm kidding. But anyway, but you know, Baron Cross did sell more records, I think, than Deliverance. But whatever. It's not a competition. But anyway, so they, maybe he thought, who is this hireling that's calling me, wanting to jam me? So after I just gave up on him, to be honest with you, you know, I mean, I had plenty of things to get me busy, and uh, then he called me, and uh, I guess a guy named Drew Fisher, which is a roadie guy that's been roading for everybody and their brother. He's also a road manager, and he's, he used to road manage Bud Good and Baron Cross, and I think Holy Soldier. Everybody always wanted him because he was, he was so good at it. But anyways, I think Drew's the one that told me, hey, you know, I would do something with George if I were you. So that's when Mike called me, and then we ended up getting together and, uh, yeah, right, writing a couple of songs together. And uh, mm-hmm. and it just went from there. I still remember one time he came over, and after he heard a lot of my stuff, he goes, okay, I've heard enough. I want to do this. I go, gee, thanks, <laughs> yeah. thanks for gracing me with your presence. Appreciate it. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, don't get me wrong. I love Mike, but, you know, he is a singer. Let's not forget that. He's a singer. <laughs> <laughs> So is Jimmy Brown, he's a singer. So, you know, he's a singer. Singers, what do you do with it? Hey, do you guys know this one? How many singers does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? One. He holds the light bulb above his head and he expects the world to revolve around him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, that's a good one, though. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, but that's a bigger for you. But anyway, with Super Code, man, we are at the very tail end finish line of the mixes. Awesome. Now, we have Terry Russell from, from uh, Holy Soldier as our drummer and Todd Libby, that's in Worldview and also in, uh, was in Recon. He played keyboards for us in Recon. He's actually okay. a phenomenal keyboardist. Terry's also in Worldview, believe it or not now. So I have the same three guys, Terry, I, and Todd back up. Obviously, Mike in Human Code, and then Terry, I, and Todd also do Worldview with Ray Parra. So we just switch singers. Okay, get off stage or you get off stage. There you go. <laughs> you <know? laughs> okay, Mike, get off the stage. Ray's getting on. Okay, Ray, get off the stage. Mike's getting on. Anyways, we ended up recording this record. We're doing it all, writing in a snap. Lo and behold, then I moved to Nashville, and I've always known Dino LaFonte pretty well, you know, in the past, we always kept in touch here and there. When I moved here, you know, he's a Harley guy, has a Harley, I have a Harley, and uh, we always said we're going to go riding and this and that, and... We ended up getting together, and he heard some of the music, and he really, at the one point, was convinced to get involved with us. So now, he basically has taken over to produce it with me and to mix it with me, and Dino loves the stuff. Dino has got, a, obviously, a huge track record with Petra and all the different band people with Pachyderm Records, all the artists they had. So it's an honor for me to work with him and that he actually likes our music that much and to get involved with us and, and you know I don't have to pay him yeah. <laughs> even better even Dino, better yes you know I mean, because Dino said I don't need money I just love getting being involved with you guys okay well you know we're going to make sure we got some stuff in the works right now with Dino that uh, I can't quite announce yet but it's going to be something fairly big okay. so awesome so I, I can't really say anything about it right now, but it's an honor to work with him. He has, I think, heightened this project, and we're at the tail end right now. We just finished six songs on Saturday, and we're, we're supposed to finish the other four today, but today is actually a blizzard here in Nashville, so the roads are kind of all mowed out and, and icy, so Dino's not going to make it over today, so he'll probably be here tomorrow, hopefully, and we finish up this record, and then we send it off to the mastering, and then uh, expect physical product probably by the beginning of February 
Okay. And then uh, we're going to start doing the media blitz and stuff like that on the record. Style-wise, what can I tell you about Human Code? With Mike's vocals, we, you know, we tried real hard not to make it sound anything like, you know, Baron Cross or right. anything like that. You know, he, He's kind of changed some of his vocal styles and some of the same because uh, it's just Mike and uh, the way he sings. A couple of the songs on this record were going to be slated to be on the World View next record, but we ended up using it on this record. So mm. it might have a little bit of that flavor. But we don't want to be classified necessarily a total metal band because there's some ballads in here. But it's also like, really like heavy on it's, it's also really heavy on songs. Mm. It's got a lot of blend. It really does. I think a grandma will be able to listen to a couple of our songs as well as a hardcore metalhead or a guy that that might like thought provoking like prog metal stuff. Oh, so that'd be me. All that's kind of in there, you know. Okay. And we just want to be known as a hard rock band that's just slamming and. Uh, have something to say in our lyrics. We'll be looking awesome. forward to that for sure. Yeah, I think the name of the record is going to be uh, Break the Silence. And what we're kind of saying with that is uh, far too long, the silent majority, as they say it, you know, is, has been silent with without getting too political or too uh, right or left side of the aisle. I do want to say that it seems like the world and especially the United States is kind of going crazy right now. There's a lot of stuff that's, that's just with the woke mentality and everything, yep. progressive, yes, sure. progressive morality and this and that. Just a lot of, you know, people want to kick out tradition. And I always thought, what's wrong with tradition? You know, right. mm-hmm. because it's, it's gotten a system, right? <laughs> right. Uh, so, you know, with, with morality, with ethics, with values, uh, there's nothing wrong with sticking with tradition. And um, a lot of these quote-unquote progressive thinkers want to take us in a total different direction, then I think most of society is not willing to go. So what we're trying to say in this record is break the silence. It's time for us to speak up and to kind of stand up for our way of life and the, the values that we believe in, because if we don't, we're going to lose it quickly. Absolutely. You know, yep. to- well said. Totally agree with you. Yes, yes. Well said. Totally agree. That's that. <laughs> George, did you like playing at the Immortal Fest? Nah, it's just terrible. Nice. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's awesome. Steve Barhouse is one of the coolest people I know on this planet. That's the guy who owns the building and, and that you know is in charge of Immortal. He has such a great heart, and I enjoy talking to him on the phone every time we talk. We talk for over an hour every time mm-hmm. I talk to him. Talk about not just Immortal Fest. We talk about the Bible, life issues, the business. I mean, he's a really savvy businessman. Uh, he's a committed Christian and a good family man and just wants to see, like, cool things happen up there in his little town and uh, that he's got up there. It's uh, Versailles, Ohio, which, yeah. by the way, it's really, it's, it's really supposed to be called Versailles, but these backwards hicks over there call it Versailles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're only an hour away from that, so we yeah. can go to those concerts whenever we want. Yes, we've been there a lot of times. I, I hate to insult you, backwards Hicks, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a pass. This yeah, time. We'll, it's okay. <laughs> Versailles, it's a French thing, and if you look at the, I looked at the history of that town, and I guess they're they're in the Civil War or the French Indian Wars, where a lot there was a French settlement that settled there, and then they called it Versailles. Okay. So it goes back that far, that history of, of that town. Did not so, know that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So it is uh, supposed to be called Versailles, but, but you guys, call, or they call it Versailles. Yeah. I'll call it whatever they call it. Yeah. <laughs> Versailles. <laughs> well, they have a pretty impressive lineup this year, too. So we're definitely going to go. Yep. Bride is even going to be there. 
Interesting. Yeah. And I, does, does Dale still live like in New Zealand or something? Yeah, yes. I believe he does. And him and Troy are getting back together, and they're going to do some tour dates here in the U.S. this year. George, we got a few more questions here for you. If you could open up for any band, who would it be? Wow. Great question. You got me on that one. Um, well, you know, I've always been a huge fan of, there's so many bands I love, but I guess one of the first ones that comes to mind is Queensryche. I've always okay. been a big yeah. Queensryche fan. Believe it or not, in Deliverance, that was Jimmy and I's common ground. We both loved the old Queensryche stuff, and we also um, had a lot of that as kind of a recon, and you'll hear some of that in Worldview as well. So it's always been kind of part of me. I've always looked at like bands like Queensryche, even Dream Theater, as thinking man's metal, shall we say? You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's not just so bonehead, but it's got some stuff. I mean, I go back where I really like Kansas. I like Yes. I used to like Genesis, a lot of those bands. So that was a prog rock kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, we've elevated it to prog metal. But uh, some of that stuff changes. And, but at the same time, I- I've lost interest kind of in Dream Theater, to be honest with you, because it seems like they're, they're writing parts and then they're making poor dreams of previous stuff lyrics in the middle of their parts in there. That's just my take. They, they aren't as much writing songs as they are like musical parts that poor singer just yeah. has lyrics here and there wherever he can. And I still believe in songs and just write a song and then and then if you want to write like a little musical interlude that's got some proggy stuff in it to make it a little more interesting than just first course, first course. Then yeah, then I, I like to do that, especially in worldview. I like to do that, kind of write some, mm, sure. kind of escape a little bit into like this musical journey, and then come back to the song, you know. So okay, so, uh, going on a tangent. There you go, George's definitely name But and I don't know if your audience will agree with this, but to me, the quintessential metal band has always been Judas Priest, and, and I'm, I've always been a priest. So it would be a blast to open up for Priest. Okay. And I, I was always like a huge Glenn Tipton fan. And it's, and it's a shame that because of the easy, he can't really play much anymore, if at all. But it, it would have been like really fun to open up for Priest with, with Glenn Tipton and K.K. Downing sure. you know, back, in those, back in those days. Yeah, I just seen they have a new album coming out here soon, and they are going to go on a big tour. Well, they still got it. I mean, Rob Halford still got it. I mean, he's singing a little lower, but man, last time I saw him, he was singing, and which wasn't that long ago, probably like, uh, well, they played here with Queensryche opening in Nashville. They played about two years ago, or two, two and a half years ago, something like that. But Rob still got those high screens and wants to pull them out, you know, when he does that, you know, that painkiller type stuff. Yeah. And by the way, I think painkiller is one of the most rad metal songs ever. ever. I would agree. <laughs> that song is extremely it's really good. good. It's yeah. probably one of my favorites by JP. Yep, yeah. So those two bands to answer your question, I guess, please write. Okay. Uh, there's a lot more will come to mind as we talk, but anyway, <laughs> go for it. Now, George, who are your main influences? Uh, that's a good question because uh, I think they, they vary. I mean, believe it or not, when I was first playing guitar, I really liked Carl Santana a lot. Mm-hmm. So I kind of played a lot of stuff like that, but then I really like Jeff Beck a lot. I've always loved him. In fact, I saw him not long before he passed away. He opened up his Easy Top here in Nashville, and, and uh, it was awesome seeing him because he was just every bit the player as he always was. Okay. And so I've always liked Jeff, uh, Jeff Beck quite a bit. Uh, David Gilmore comes to mind as a, as yeah, a great Yeah, he's an awesome guitarist. Yeah. The answer is, those are the guys that kind of used to influence me then and that influenced me now. Now, in between that period, I kind of went off on a tangent. Even 
even when it went off like the, the little thing, I don't play like that anymore as far as like fast and like, but I'd rather play a, a solo that's melodic and that says something as opposed to musical. Some of these guys just, just want to play fast, they just play fast. I mean, I love Ingve Mouncey, don't get me wrong, but after about two songs, I'm like looking for a pillow. You know, Eddie Van Halen used to have the mentality, if you read it to any of the interviews, he did believe in short solos. Mm-hmm. Get in, get out. You know, yeah. get in, do a killer solo, get out. You rarely hear a Van Halen solo that, like, goes on forever, you know? Right. You he know. just went in there, did his ripped on it, made it melodic, and, and then he just wow you and then get out. Sure. And uh, I think I have more of that mentality, to be honest with you. So I, I've always gravitated, especially my early playing, and believe it or not, now, I've gravitated more towards a Gilmore and more to those types of players. When they play a solo, you kind of feel it. Like, but tell me everybody and their brother doesn't feel the end of Comfortably Numb yeah. when he comes out with that solo. <laughs> wow, that's oh, great. Yeah. Love that solo in that song. Yeah. So, George, besides Judas Priest and Queensryche and Enough's Enough, who are some of your other favorite 80s and 90s rock and hard rock and metal bands? Are you guys familiar with the band? that never really made it big, but they were so awesome. A uh, band called Warrior. Not Sacred yes, Warrior. Warrior. I've heard of Warrior. I've heard of them, yeah. Fighting for the Earth is, oh man, that album blew me away when I first heard it. And if people don't know about it, go back and hear it. I mean, we're talking uh, 80s, I think, on that. I love that band, and that should have been a band that got huge, but they weren't. If you want to talk about like early influences, I mean, obviously, I've always been a Deep Purple fan. Sabbath is to me one of the quintessential. I mean, is Neon Knife. I mean, are you kidding me? That's that's great. Mm-hmm. And let's let's talk about yeah. Dio. I mean, Dio's just insane. I yeah. love Dio. In fact, I'm gonna give you a little sneak preview. Ray Parra and Worldview. We're gonna do uh, probably our first release, which would be probably end up being a, a YouTube video. Is we did a version of uh, Don't Talk to Strangers. Oh wow! wow. Ray nails it. Oh, man, it's awesome. I can't wait for that. Yeah, he's so, got a great yeah, vocal so, range. So be on the lookout for that. That'll be out in the next couple of months, if not the next month, our version of, of Dio. Now, recent bands that I really like, plug your ears, some of you guys out there. I actually like Nickelback. On some of hey, I like Nickelback. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know why people bang out for Nickelback. I They're actually good. like Nickelback. They have a ton of great songs. But, oh, yeah. I, you know, I'm a big Shinedown fan. I love Shinedown. Oh, yeah. There's a band I'd like to open for right there. It's Shinedown. Okay, yeah. Human Code, I think, would fit wonderfully yeah. with Shine Down. Same style around. Another recent band that I really like, and they're not so recent because they've been around, is Breaking Benjamin. I've come to really yeah. like yeah. them a lot. They got some yeah. good tunes. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys heard of Joyous Wolf? Mm, I don't think no, so. No, we have not. That's a new band that I just uh, heard. They're kind of retro-y, but they're cool. I mean, uh, you, you're familiar with uh, Rival Sons, right? Oh, you guys so. got to expand your horizon. Yeah, we, okay. that we, have, we, like, we like that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to we like that. Look them up when I get <laughs> home. <laughs> uh, Rival Sons is like a 70s throwback band that has all the modern sounds. Cool, cool band. Another band that I recently liked is uh, Inglorious. you guys like them? Yeah. Yes. That singer is insane. Uh, in fact, Brian May, a queen, called them like the modern Deep Purple. They're cool, cool. Again, that's a retro band uh, coming out with like new sounds and, and uh, you know, new modern sounds, but has that retro feel. Okay. Awesome. Which I still like some of that stuff, you know. That stuff's really cool. If, if you bring back Deep Purple stuff to modernize it, I'm all for that type of stuff. Yep. Like Sabbath or whatever. Check in some of that. Yeah, for sure. Gave you guys some, some dance that you never heard of. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. 
I would probably recommend, George, for you to check out the band, the Mississippi Bones. Never heard of them. Yeah. What are they like? They're more of a stoner sludge, hard rock metal band. I like the sound of that. I'll check them out. So finally, George, what's next for you with your projects with Human Code? What's coming up on the horizon for you? Well, we're going to have the release of Human Code. That's next. Within the next month, we'll have it done, and then everybody should see it within the next two months for sure. For sure, for sure. We've been kind of like pulling people's chains, not really pulling people's chains on purpose. We just like, you know, I'm a victim of my own circumstance as far as like being too much of a perfectionist and trying to like make this album as best as it can be. And believe me, it's worth the wait for everybody. And uh, so it's been kind of anticipated now for over a year. So people are probably at this point going, you know, these guys are full of it. They're not going to pull pull out the record. (laughs) Well, we are. We're going to deliver any time now. And then right after that, I'm going to put out, before the end of the year, probably before uh, Mortal Fest, because Worldview is playing a Mortal Fest 2 this year. Okay. We're going to have our record out by before then. So the Worldview record will be out as well. And that's written, and we just have to finish recording it. And, again, you know, I'm not allowed to talk too much about when I'm in the, in the delivery camp, but there might be something happening there. We like the little tidbit. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll keep our ears peeled on that one. Absolutely. You know what? I know my career, and I don't want to say I'm old because I'm getting older, mm-hmm. but, you know, I am going into the phase of, like, being a producer and working with, with other acts. Anybody out there that wants to work with a, a good producer has got, still got good ears, and it's got a, I have a metal, you know, bent usually, but but I can do other styles as well because, right. I mean, I, I'm here in Nashville, so I, I have to know all kinds of different styles, but... I'm going to probably open it up here to probably end up working and producing other acts. Okay, and okay. That's, that's kind of what I see my future is doing that. Maybe with Dino Lafonte and something that happens there. There'll be a phase into that, into like where I'm not going to say I'm no longer being an artist, but I definitely want to be strong in being a, a producer and working with other acts. I'm willing to hear anybody who wants to work with me, send me something, and uh, we'll... Uh, Yes, it's a good fit. Okay. okay. Awesome. Yeah, we might know some people that we may send your way. Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Okay. We definitely will. Keep that in mind, yeah. Well, thank you, George, for joining us here on the Headbangers Vault. We really appreciate this. Yeah, for sure. Hey, thank you. So everybody go check out all of George's past stuff. Get the Human Code album when it comes out. Yep. Because I know you will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And the world you... So the title of, of the Human Code record is Break the Silence. So okay. there you go. Okay. Awesome, man. Let's <laughs> send it on a high note, huh? Yeah. yeah. So everybody check us out on Spotify, Podbean, and all that fun stuff. And what Nikki Lane says. If it's too loud, you're too old. God bless, and we'll see you next time. Keep rocking out there, everyone.
Thank you for listening to the Headbangers Vault, bringing you the best in rock and metal music and music talk with your hosts, B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Check us out on your social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you'd be interested in being a part of our show or advertising with us, please visit our webpage at headbangersvault.podbean.com. And remember, if it's too loud, you're too old. <laughs>